0: Today is Tuesday, January 31st. And in the news, we have Newsweek opinion article headline says it's time for the scientific community to admit we were wrong about COVID and it costs lives. Next article talks about how Trump is going to abolish the trans agenda for kids. He put out a pretty... A good short clip about that and what his ideas and his policies are going to be. You're going to want to listen to this one. And lastly, the Biden administration says that it will end the COVID pandemic on May 11th this year. My name is Anthony. This is Informed Daily. And let's get into that very first article here. So this is Newsweek. This is being shared everywhere. I uh, actually shared it on my Instagram and other socials. Um, Just did like a quick 60 second one so that people are aware of it. Uh, Let me just get rid of this. All right. So it says it's time for the scientific community to admit we were wrong about COVID and it cost lives. This is an opinion. This is Kevin Bass. He is a MS, MD, PhD student in medical school. And this is what he had to say as a medical student. As a medical student and researcher, I staunchly supported the efforts of the public health authorities when it came to COVID-19. I believe that the authorities responded to the largest public health crisis of our lives with compassion, diligence, and scientific expertise, and I know many did as well. It says, I was with them when they called for lockdowns, vaccines, and boosters. I was wrong. We in the scientific community were wrong, and it cost lives. I don't see an apology, but... This is, this, is, this is good enough for me. It says, I can see now that the scientific community from the CDC to the WHO to the FDA and the representatives repeatedly overstated the evidence and misled the public about its own views and policies, including on natural versus artificial immunity. That's a big one. School closures and disease transmission, aerosol spread, mass mandates, and vas- vaccine effectiveness and safety, especially among the young. All of these were scientific mistakes at the time, not in hindsight, amazingly, some of these obfuscations continue to the present day, but perhaps more important than any individual error was how inherently flawed the overall approach of the scientific community was and continues to be. It was flawed in a way that undermined its efficacy and resulted in thousands, if not millions of preventable deaths. Wow, this is interesting. Goes on to say, what we did not properly appreciate is our preferences determine how scientific expertise is used and that our preferences might be, indeed, our preferences were, very different from many of the people that we serve. We created a policy based on our preferences. Yes, they did. Then justified it using data. And then we portrayed those opposing our efforts as misguided, ignorant, selfish, and evil. Bravo, sir. Well put. Says, we made science a team sport. Yup. And in so doing, we made it no longer science. It became us versus them, and they responded the only way anyone might expect them to, by resisting. Let's go. So it says, we excluded important parts of the population from policy development and castigated critics, which meant that we deployed a monolithic response across an exceptionally diverse nation, forged a society more fractured than ever, and exacerbated long-standing heath and economic disparities. You know, this is the first time reading it all the way through. Bravo, good sir. I mean, this is really well put, and this is why I wanted to read it today. It says our emotional response and ingrained partisanship prevented us from seeing the full impact of our actions on the people we were supposed to serve. We systematically minimized the downsides of the interventions we imposed, imposed without the input, consent, and recognition of those forced to live with them. And so doing, we violated the autonomy of those who would be most negatively impacted by our policies, the poor, the working class, small business owners, blacks and latinos, and children. Not anyone else, just the blacks and Latinos. It says, these populations were overlooked because they were made invisible to us by the systemic exclusion of the dominant corporatized media machine that presumed omniscience. Omniscience. No, I don't think it's omniscience. Uh, but, man, this is really good. It just kind of just goes on and says, uh, we crafted policy for the people without consulting them. If our public health officials had led with, with less hubris, of course, the pandemic, the United States might have had a different outcome with far fewer lost lives. It says, my motivation for writing this is simple. It's clear to me that for public to trust, and this is important here. I did read this part. It says, my motivation for writing this is simple. It's clear to me that for public trust to be restored in science, scientists should publicly discuss what went right and what went wrong during the pandemic and where we could have done better. It's okay to be wrong and admit where one was wrong and what one learned. That's a central part of the way science works. Yet I hear, I fear that many are too entrenched in and too afraid to publicly take responsibility to do this. This is extremely important because I think that this is all people have been asking for. It says it should have never been mandated. People should have never been fired. And it's okay to be wrong. And look, I'll be very honest with you. I I want to live in a society where we can be more trusting. Now, listen to what I am saying. More trusting, not fully trusting of institutions like public healthcare or the government or the FDA or who. I think everyone inherently wants these institutions to work they were designed to do. We are paying for these institutions to be upheld. We are paying for these folks' pensions to make decisions in the best interests. And what I saw, the reaction, the national response to the pandemic was absolutely counterintuitive and atrocious on the American people. And this is not about partisan lines here. It's not about left versus right. It's not about Republican versus Democrat. I know a lot of regular good people who are not even politically active that were hesitant because they said, I I want to see long-term studies on this. I don't want to be forced to put this inside of me. We don't know what's gonna happen. So bravo to this sir that actually took the time to write this opinion piece. I wish more in the field took this approach And you know what? I I know a lot of people are going to say this is not enough. We want trials. We want this. And sure, you know, like let's head that way. I'm not saying this is where it stops and I'm not advocating for, hey, all we need is for you guys to recognize it. And we're cool, baby. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. If it leads to that, then so be it. People that that intentionally did wrongdoing and and presented bad policy and ruined people's lives need to be tried and, and they need to be held accountable. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I would argue that this is more for like nurses and doctors and, and, and people that may be in good faith, maybe because they didn't know any better. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there like that. I, I know a lot of people who took the jabby jab and said, you know what, man, knowing what I know now, I, I wish I wouldn't have done it because. I already got COVID or whatever it might be. I, I hope I don't get demonetized for this, by the way, or, or a strike on my account for this. So I'm not going to go too much into it, into specifics, but bravo to this young man. And I think that they're absolutely right. I think that if they just admit what went wrong, what didn't work, always work, you know, hey, the next time this happens, if it happens, world leaders are already warning that it's going to happen again, um, what can we do better next time? I can tell you right now, It's not digital ID, and it's not giving microchips to people so they can move around freely. Uh, That's just the reality of it. I'm actually going to segue right into um, uh, this by NPR. I was shocked. I kind of missed this yesterday because this article was written yesterday. But in all fairness, it was written at 7.18 p.m. Uh, So it says, NPR, the White House plans to end COVID emergency declarations in May. It's going to be May. It says the White House is planning to end the COVID-19 national emergency and public health emergency on May 11th. The declarations have been extended multiple times since enacted by the Trump administration in 2020. Ending the emergency declaration could have implications for funding for tests and vaccines as well as impact other pandemic related policies congress has already begun pushing back on efforts to extend programs that have been tied to the pandemic the plan from the white house came in a statement opposing two uh, house bills that would end the emergency declaration sooner. quote an abrupt end to the emergency declarations would create wide-ranging chaos and uncertainty through the health care system for states for hospitals and doctors offices and most importantly for tens of millions of americans the statement says calling the bills a grave disservice to the American people. So it looks like despite everything, I, I, I know that there has been, you know, President Biden, I think back in September of last year, if I'm not mistaken on the timestamp, don't quote me, uh, he said that the pandemic was over. And I guess it was a little bit preemptive because the White House had to walk it back and like, hey, 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 guys, I know he's the president. I know he's the leader of the free world, but uh, actually he's wrong. That's that's that what we're going with. And then they ended up extending it a little bit and so here we are now today, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think that it will happen. I know some people are skeptical, and hey, I don't blame you if you are. I'd be skeptical too. Uh, but just from objectively looking at it, I don't see a real reason on why they would continue to extend it. They've already said. Uh, I know that some of the White House officials, uh, medical doctors, professionals, uh, I'm not sure exactly who it was, but they've already gone on television saying, like, yes, we do uh, uh, plan on ending the COVID emergency declarations in May. However, what I will say is what I am seeing is that it, it might, it looks like they they're going to end the emergency declarations, which will end all the things aforementioned that I just talked about, but it looks like they're just going to pivot their response. You and I both know too many people are so involved in this, still wearing their masks while they're driving alone. And Hey, more power to you. If that's what you, that's what you want to do, man. You know, that, that more power to you. Um, but they're not going to take this very lightly. They're not going to be too happy about this. They, they're going to say, well, what, what are we going to do next? So I'm pretty sure that the Biden administration is not just going to outright say, hey, from one day to the other, nothing's going to happen. I'm sure they'll come out with some plans on, on how they're going to tackle it moving forward and how people can continue to, to, to you know, um, get, get some help and, and where they can go to get access to... You know, whether it's, it's the vaccines themselves or or covid treatment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess we will see what happens then. And then the last one here, I'm going to be talking about Donald Trump. And, and this is one of the first videos where I kind of see like, OK, this guy's sounding a little bit more presidential. OK, like a presidential candidate. I'm going to let you guys listen to the entire thing. It's only about a three minute video. So uh, bear with me. It says President Trump's plan to protect children from left wing gender insanity. And this is what he has to say.
1: The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It will go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or health care provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children. The Department of Justice will investigate Big Pharma and the big hospital networks to determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients. In this case, very vulnerable. We will also investigate whether Big Pharma or others have illegally marketed hormones and puberty blockers, which are in no way licensed or approved for this use. My Department of Education will inform states and school districts that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations for sex discrimination, and the elimination of federal funding. As part of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers, and celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. All
0: right, so I'm gonna end it there. There's about a minute and a half left. Don't wanna make the video too long, but if you wanna watch the full thing, you guys can head on over to my Instagram. I posted there. Uh, it's also on my Facebook and it's also on my Twitter. So if you want to watch the rest of it, but you guys kind of understand the gif here. Um, it, 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 and, and you know what? I like it. Uh, a lot of you guys know I am, I am conservative um, and, and I want to do everything I can. And I think the government should be, again, talking about representation at the government level. They should be doing everything they can to protect these children, these innocent kids. That I also believe I've been mutilated. Doesn't I don't care if the parents consented to it. I don't care if the children consented to it. That's a very slippery slope. What else are we gonna agree to children doing so long as they consent? Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's disgusting. I I I, I don't even wanna fathom our society going to such lengths to, to 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 make the argument that hey, so long as children are consenting, absolutely not. We must protect the vulnerable even when the parents are not. In this specific scenario, I don't want you guys trying to get me on like oh, so she said that. Well, what about this or what about that? I'm like no, no, no. I'm talking. Let's let's stay within context here, and 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 I, I applaud this. I shared this because. Everything he said that did not only sound presidential, it sounded like someone that genuinely cares about stopping this and it needs to be stopped. Absolutely. Um, and and so, you know, I applaud Donald Trump, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. What do you guys think about, um, you know, the opinion piece on this on the sci- on, on the medical doctor uh, student or the medical student uh, talking about how. Hey, if we want to restore trust to the science and, and and the medical community, then what we need to do is we need to uh, acknowledge what we did wrong and kind of apologize and admit that not everything we did was good for society and, th- and the right steps to take. Or do you think that it's just useless at this point, like, you know will anything that they do actually restore that confidence and then i want to hear from you as far as the biden administration what do you guys think about that as well do you guys think that it'll really end may 11th i actually reached out to the pandemic uh for comment and i asked it why are we waiting till may why can't we just end it now and the pandemic said that it plans on ending may 10th 11 59 p.m and not a second sooner uh <laughs> so that's that and then of course with donald trump it looks like things are ramping up i know he was just in south carolina i'll probably be sharing a little the clip of that because i know a lot of people were upset that he brought on senator lindsey graham on stage and i guess he's making him part of his special teams down there in south carolina to help him win the reelection. so uh with that let me know in the comments down below also stay tuned because this week we got new merch coming on you guys are going to see it it's going to be great But with that, I'll see you guys tomorrow, Wednesday. God bless you guys, and I'll see you then.